Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk here with your break from all of the high resource file propaganda. Talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations, gentlemen. Uh, good to be back. <clears throat> nice little break that we had there. Probably coming up on an even longer break, but always good to join you guys uh, at the beginning of the week and looking forward to uh, summertime. And the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Light. I'm uh, back from my urinary tract infection or <laughs> what, whatever it was that kept me out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, good to be back with you, boys. Well, I mean, we all kind of got shown up with uh, Patrick McGee and his uh, baseball knowledge uh, was an excellent show. You were Miss Shane. You were. We were all uh, feeling for you and thinking, of, you know, hoping everything comes out all right with the cranberry juice and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> we did have an incredible show, um, you know. Hey, but but now it's uh, it's summertime at Southern Miss. We I think we officially have made it through all of the activities and we are ready for a little summer break, and then we're ready to come back going and blowing hard for August with football season. Yes, you mentioned the summertime, and goodness gracious, man. <clears throat> Shane, I don't know what it feels like in, New- in uh, North Carolina, but the last couple of days in uh, Mississippi, um, it's for real, dude. <laughs> it makes me wonder how we get these players at at, uh, at at football to like commit to us when they go out for it when they go out there for a workout, because my goodness, it's hot again. Yeah, it's uh probably ten degrees cooler and about four thousand less percent humid. <laughs> <laughs> right. My, That's why I live here. And my air conditioner decided it was going to be undecided today about how it was going to behave. Um, mm, so it's been yeah. fun. I feel you. I put in a brand year. new unit a week ago. Good times. Well, we're air conditioner, but best best invention ever. Absolutely. I'm I, as much as I didn't want to spend the money. You never want to drop that kind of money on on something. Uh, for it to happen in June, uh, I, I definitely am grateful for it. And and now I got two brand new air conditioners, so I don't have to worry about it for like three or four years when these cheap new pieces of crap break down. I'm really glad that we're not living in the Dallas area right now. Do you guys hear about that? You know, they had the power crunch back in the uh, when with with the snowstorm uh, thing yeah. that happened. Well, they're they're kind of inching towards another situation with the heat. Asking people to please, please, please keep their air conditioner set at 78 degrees. Like Ooh. 78, brother. You could talk me into 73, maybe 72, <laughs> 73, maybe. Uh, 78. That's what do you, I'm going and wasting every point that I have in hotel land up until they get it fixed. Type of situation. What do you keep your set on? Like normally at your house right now. At what, nighttime. What, nighttime. Uh, day or night. Both. Okay. I'm interested. Uh, so nighttime we're typically like 70, 71. Okay. Um, when we leave we're like 74. Okay, Jamie. I just it just happens. I would probably say, I would probably say at night, and I got an old house too. I think I think we had set on sixty-seven, maybe. Okay. Icebox. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I can't sleep hot. I've, ours is set on seventy at night, and I've got a, a ceiling fan going, uh, pretty pretty swiftly, and that'll keep me going. Um, I, I freeze poor Catherine out of the house. Uh, but you know, during the day, if I'm here working, I like 74, no more than 75. If we leave the house, I'll bump it up to like 77 while we're gone. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I can't be hot. It's, I'm, I'm too soft for that. 
so we had uh, so we skipped out on last week, kind of took a little break, um, really just trying to uh, regather ourselves after the marathon that was the Oxford Regional. Southern mm-hmm. Miss playing in five games during the regional uh, that kicked off against number three seed Florida State on Friday, June the fourth, and the Golden Eagles fell to the Cinnamon Rolls by a final score of five to two. And that was uh, trying to find it. Okay, yeah, five two. <clears throat> I got all my notes for it on one sheet of paper. So, um, and yeah, it wasn't the best way to start off the regional, but, you know, we did faced, uh, we faced some great pitching. The ACC pitcher of the year threw against us. We started, we got the lead quick on a couple of errors. Um, actually out hit the Seminole. Seven. Uh, Hunter Stanley looked great. And, um, you know, you know, it, but so did their guy. Messick looked great also. Stanley's line went six innings pitch, four hits, three runs, one earned. Because of some troubles uh, that we had uh, in the outfield yet again, and he had six strikeouts to go along with it. Really did what he's done all year long. Uh, didn't quite get it done for, but Messick's line was equally as good. Six innings pitched, seven hits, two runs, zero earned. So they had some mistakes as well in five Ks. So it's nice to see our guys kind of match up with uh, with kind of the best of the best out there. And Trimble had a good day, two for five. Uh, effort but it's it's the deal where you know you get off in, into that loser's bracket and you know it's going to be a fight from there and, and fight we did but um once you get over and on that side of the bracket then if you make it specifically as far as we did you're going to have one more game played and i think that kind of turned out to be the difference but well then on saturday saturday morning at 11 a.m and I believe that Southern Miss in the postseason, if you count the Conference USA Tournament and the Oxford Regional, any game that Southern Miss played where part of the game took place during the AM hours, the Golden Eagles won. <laughs> so the Golden Eagles were 3-0 and in games that uh, at least partially took place mm. in the AM hours. So that's a fun little tidbit that you won't get anywhere else. Yeah, go- take that, Badger McGee. <laughs> Does that include the one that started after midnight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. We, we had two that kind of those first two games were like after at midnight and after midnight. And then the two games against Tech didn't start until the PM. So kind of wild. But so game two uh, on Saturday, June the 5th, Southern Miss against Southeast Missouri. And the Golden Eagles just un, they unhinged the run faucet, winning by a final score of 21 to nothing. Really weird, right? I mean, it was a do or die game, and I think everybody thought that Southern Miss had the better team. I don't know if anybody saw twenty-one to nothing happening. Uh, I can't believe they don't allow some sort of run rule situation there. But you know, as as these games go along, you see, we even kind of made our way back from a huge deficit. So I guess I can see a little bit of it. But um, so yeah, twenty-one to nothing had twenty-four hits. Powell put it on cruise control. Um, in hindsight, would you have liked to not pitched him? Of course. But, uh, you know, you can't. It's, it's a do-or-die game. you got the pitcher of the year in Conference USA, so you got to throw him. He went six innings pitch, four hits, zero runs, four Ks. So Montenegro, five for six, two RBIs. Trimble, five for seven, five RBIs. Sargent, three for six, five RBIs. Lynch, four for five, two RBIs. Seven different Eagles had multiple hits. Sarge, uh, Lynch, McGillis, Dickerson all went yard. Um, Sarge, I mentioned he went three for six, all three hits for homers. Um, and it was it ended up being a season high for runs scored, hits, doubles, home runs, and RBIs. So really put the smack down on SEMO. It was really cool. Um, I don't remember an ass whooping like that in my day. Uh, I, I just can't remember anything like that. So it was good to see, and it was nice to see that we were still in the tournament, and we, you know, the bats came alive. To frame how the season progressed, this is a, a perfect example because we scored one more run on an NCAA postseason team than we did strike out against Mississippi State at the beginning of the season. Mm. Wow, very good point. Hmm. I'm glad you're back, Shane. 
Yeah, yeah no good. Doubt. That's a good content we're missing. I'm, I'm right not there. pissed drunk yet. Yes, so I still think. <laughs> I even had to follow that one for a second, and then I went, "Oh, very yeah. nicely done." But yeah, yeah but, right. but, but yeah, everybody, we, we've talked about it a bunch. But that first month of the season, man, we couldn't hit it all, and just found our groove big time. Um, so hats off. Then on Sunday, uh, the Golden Eagles uh, moving on uh, in on the losers bracket side, taking on the Florida State Cinnamon Rolls again. And this time, defeating the Seminoles by a final score of seven to four. So put them out of the tournament. One seven to four, uh, sent them packing. Twelve total hits in this game. Um, so you know, there's a trend here. We're getting a lot of hits every single game, but twelve total hits. Trimble had two. McGillis three. Johnson had two. McGillis and Johnson both homered. McGillis had himself a heck of a tournament. Um, Drew Boyd looked okay, but the story of the game was was Ryan Ock. Uh, in my mind, he he looked like the best pitcher in the Oxford Regional, and maybe the best pitcher in the NCAA tournament. Um, he just he, he looked that dominant. I mean, so his line goes 4.2 innings pitched, one hit, 11 Ks, two walks, and 86 pitches, which leads you to kind of wonder if he does come back next year. Which we're, no, we're going to get into that, but if he does, you know, is he going to be the next reliever that makes the jump to starter? Just like uh, Sandlin did, just like Stanley's done. So we'll see what happens that uh, 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 with that next year. And not to be uh, forgotten in this game, uh, Hurston Waldrop, <clears throat> who's looked really good this year at times, and comes in and he throws maybe harder than anybody on the team. He came in and got the save. He looked great. One and two thirds innings pitched, uh, had two Ks of his own. So, but yeah, Oct looked fantastic. Kept us in it. Uh, and ended up, you know, putting out the cinnamon rolls or the criminals, whatever you want to call them. And um, we knew we, he was going to be done after that for the tournament. But you had to have somebody come in and do a job. And uh, I mean, how many times have we had this conversation about Ryan Ock? He, uh, you know, he's he, he's the guy with a million different nicknames now, <laughs> and um, he's just incredible. He's completely incredible. Ninety-five with a slider out of this world. So really hope he comes back. He's probably the best player that we have. We got him and Fisher from Minnesota right now. I hope we got some more Minnesota boys in the pipeline. They've worked out well. Absolutely. Indeed. So the Golden Eagles defeat Florida State. So Florida State's eliminated. Southeast of Missouri's eliminated. So Sunday night, the Golden Eagles took on the Mississippi Oxford Rebels. And the Golden Eagles came away with a 10 to 7 victory to force a game seven in the regional final. Right. And so this would be what? This is our fourth game that we've played in. I guess this would be the third day, Friday, Saturday. So yeah. So fourth game we played in three days, which is kind of normal for us. We've been doing it all year long. Uh, but yeah, beat Ole Miss. 13 hits in this one. Gabe had two. Trimble, two. Ewing, Lynch, and McGillis all had two as well. Trimble and McGillis homered again. And um, McDaniel started out for Ole Miss, and and, and, and USM just uh, just pounded him. He went two-thirds of an inning, six hits, seven runs. Every single one of them was earned. Hunt started for Southern Miss and uh, gave up four himself and one-third of an innings pitch. He just didn't have it. He's a hell of a pitcher. He just, you know, what do you say? He just didn't have it that day. So Ole Miss scores four in the top of the first. Southern Miss comes right back with seven at the bottom of the first, and it was on, right? Uh, from from that point forward, Best, Stewart, and Hall all combined to go uh, the rest of the way after we hunt. Hall looked specifically uh, great. He went five innings pitch, one hit, zero run, five Ks, and zero walks, and uh, he got the save. So, yeah, it was, a, it was another, I guess, after you lose that first one, they're all kind of win or go home, and this was playing Ole Miss. Is game of the day it was the nightcap the place was packed um you know the 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 energy and the crowd and their sudden miss had a lot of people but of course you know the home team's got way more people there um and we didn't back down and 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 we're able to force that next game and it was good to see at that point i kind of thought we we're really in the driver's seat i, I thought pitching wise and everything else we were, we were kind of uh, set um but it was it was it was sure a good thing to go ahead and get that victory over the over the rebels. Then on Monday, so we come to the finals of the Oxford Regional. Uh, the game was delayed a little bit because of rain, but it finally was able to happen. And Southern Miss fell to the Mississippi Oxford Rebels by a final score of twelve to nine. 
you know, and I'm looking at my notes here, and my wife was just in here doing some stuff on the computer. So right beside the very first note that I have it says we lost 12 to 9 due to a lack of rally corn, <laughs> which I guess could be the thing. <laughs> we have this rally corn that we that we eat out in the roost uh, whenever we need it, and uh, we don't try to overuse it because you can't mess with the gree-gree, but um, it seems to work quite a bit. We did not have any rally corn, so I guess I will take the, the, the blame on this one. Um, but, boy, did uh, Southern Miss go out with a bang. You know, it showed some serious fight. Uh, gave it a shot, just came up a little bit short. Etheridge started, got roughed up a little bit. He'll be back. He just kind of like we hunt. He just, you know, tried his best, just didn't, just was a little bit off. And when you're playing a good team, especially on their field, fifth game in four days, uh, you know, that can happen. Stanley and Powell both came in and really gave us a shot, kept us in the game the entire time. Didn't turn out to be enough, but uh, Montenegro, Trimble, Lynch all had multiple hits. Trimble. Hit two home runs, uh, Ewing, Lynch, McGillis, and Johnson, all with one home run. So we, you know, <laughs> kind of like the Bash brothers out there and gave Ole Miss all that they wanted. Um, even, you know, Ole Miss had to bring in Nikhazy, and he ended up getting the win for Ole Miss. But, you know, Southern Miss roughed him up a little bit, too. He went one and a third, two hits, two runs, both of those earned. So kind of made them use the best that they had. We used the best that we had. And, um, you know, maybe with the, the the way the rain delays happened during the game, I'm not positive we wouldn't have gone in a little different direction. Probably started Stanley. You don't know. I mean, not that Etheridge didn't have uh, the pedigree to be out there, one of our best players. But you know, knowing that first uh, little bit of the game was going to be like 45 minutes or so, you know, I, I can see maybe why you wouldn't go with Stanley to start off. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but a lot of teams would have tucked their tail pretty quick after the way that one started, and we didn't. So it was it was really cool to see. I hope that our entire lineup comes back next year because um, we have the ability to do that a lot more. But uh, we'll see what happens. Um, didn't get it done. Got to the championship game for the second consecutive year, and uh, we're we're right there, man. We're we're getting close, and and it's possible that we you know we still got a really good shot to do it again next year. Yeah, the the program's making progress, as uh, the good friend of the pod, uh, Patrick McGee, uh, the cool one, pointed out on Twitter a few days ago is uh, the last two years against uh, power conference teams. I know we don't like to throw those monikers around in baseball, but uh, they, they get more money. So it's all right to point it, uh, point out that they have advantages at some points. But uh, the last two years, we've been two and two against those teams in the tournament after not faring so well against uh, those teams in the previous decades. So we're we're making the steps. Uh, we're, we're getting there. Uh, building a solid foundation doesn't happen overnight. And I, I truly believe here in the next couple of years, uh, we'll see the Golden Eagles back in, in Omaha. I uh, got a lot of. Uh, key pieces on the mound to replace this year, uh, but uh, no no shortage of arm talent on the staff, plus uh, who, who they're going to bring in. So bright, bright future ahead for the Golden Eagles. Hate to see the se- season end the way it did, uh, but hard fought weekend in Oxford for sure. Yeah, and you know, our good friend Jim Cole uh, pointed out that, you know, last year we put out Arizona State, this year we put out Florida State. Yeah. So yeah, with all the advantages that they have, like you mentioned, Shane, um, we're doing something right, you know, <laughs> so it's cool to see. I'm glad we're, we are where we are. And it's really it's, it's kind of cool to have a fan base that's frustrated with getting to the finals of a regional. I know we all want to go as far as we can. We want to win a natty. I get that. Um, but it's it's uh, yeah. Hell of a program here in Hattiesburg and damn damn proud of it. Well, and we've got, you know, in the past, there's times, particularly earlier in this decade where. You had uh, earlier in the last decade when you had a rebuild, and it's gotten to the point now where we really haven't had to experience a, a full rebuild. It's just been a reload every year. You know, some years yeah. are better than others, but it hasn't been a full like, oh well. You know, even when we thought we were going to have to rebuild, we win a conference championship. It's really been, you know, it, it really hasn't been as big of a drop off as it, it would have been in the past. So we've kind of established uh, the program is kind of established, uh, just kind of. Had a very similar ceiling, just hasn't been able to break through that through that regional ceiling yet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and kind of to add on to the point that you're saying, 
about how we just kind of reload. You can think about each, you know, position or area of the team. And we've got on, on, or had on this year's team, some veteran talent and some really young talent, uh, to mix in. So yeah, we'll lose some guys, but, uh, huge bright spots and, and some young guys on the team that, that uh, incredibly bright futures and excited to follow that. Six Southern Miss players, Blake Johnson, Chris Sargent, Will McGillis, Danny Lynch, Reed Trimble, and Gabe Montenegro all made the Oxford All-Regional team. And the Golden Eagles finished the season with a final record of 40 wins and 21 losses, which in a shortened season uh, like we had this year, 40 wins was tremendous. So kudos to uh, to the Golden Eagles for hitting that feat. Uh, Reed Trimble was announced that he was a freshman All-American by freshman All-America team. All-American is trademarked. I found that out in college <laughs> when I, with, the, with the mascot All-America team. You can't say All-American. So freshman All-America team, Reed Trimble, collegiate <laughs> baseball, as well as the NCBWA. So congratulations say on that. All-American. Sue me. He's definitely an All-American. I don't know who has the trademark. Um, Capital One doesn't. I can tell you that. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, another tidbit on baseball before we move along. Um uh, you know, Rick Maddox picked Gabe Montenegro to lead the team in batting average, and we went over that uh, before the postseason started, I think. Uh, and then, you know, Charlie Fisher um, had a little rough go of it there at the end. Uh, so Gabe Montenegro actually ended up – well, he's tied for the lead with Reed Trimble uh, with a 345 batting average, which is just incredible with the start that he had. But I'm going to give the – I'm going to make a judge's uh, call here. And uh, say that Reed that, that uh, Gabe Montenegro actually led the team with in batting average because if you look at total hits, he had 82 total hits where Reed Trimble only had 81. Kick him off the team. Kick him <laughs> off the team. Loser. <laughs> he did play loser. two less games. Two less games than Gabe also. But Sounds like a quitter to me then. Did, did anybody before this season started think that not only did we have, was Trimble going to do this, but was anybody going to have this line? 345. Uh, scored 81 hits, 14 doubles, two triples, 17 home runs, 72 RBIs. Yeah, that's not to me. That's, He's that's, not a big I, I, guy. I, I, yeah, I wasn't aware that Matt Walner was still on the team. Yeah, those uh, are very close to Matt Walner numbers. And, it's crazy. Uh, and, you know, and Sargent ended up with, with uh, what, 16 home runs too, I think. Yeah, yeah, he just exploded there towards the end of the year. It's crazy. One thing you have to be concerned about at this point, because of how well he's done and how well he's been noticed, and now you're getting some projections that have Reed Trimble as a top top five round pick in the draft. So um, whether or not he and he is a 21 year old, he hits the threshold to be drafted. But uh, you know, and I'm sure it depends on where he gets drafted and the money that he's offered on whether or not he he comes back or not. But you you really have to like his shot at major league baseball right now um yeah i think top five i think we're looking at top two um just from a lot of the projections that i've looked at it if you get into that area you start in that million plus dollar signing range and all you do at that point is say go get them tiger Whoa, you, know, like you can love college you can you can love college all you want and um that's all well and good but you can't turn down that kind of money um and we'll see what happens who knows i mean i'll one team to fall in love with you, um, but he has all the bargaining um, power in the world right now. He's still listed as a freshman. He's still got possibly three more years that he can come back. So you have to, if you if you want to sign him bad that much in love with him, then you have to draft him super high and pay him maybe even a little bit over the slot. So we'll see what happens. But it, it couldn't have ended up any better for him with the tournament that he had. I think he batted over 500 in the Oxford Regional. A lot of eyes on that thing, not only in the stands, but in, on TV sets, too. And they end up with 17 home runs in, uh, in, in Conference USA, which was listed in the top five conferences baseball-wise. So um, he did it against the best. Um, in fact, he probably had some of his better games against the better teams. So he can run. He's got a hose. Um, he is slight, you know, but as a as as a, uh, a team that was, looks to develop talent, you think that's the easy part, putting weight on him and making him bigger and making, you know, after I get a hold of him, he's not going to hit 17 homers. He's going to hit 45. 
So I would not expect Reed to be back. Yeah, most definitely. And then you have I mean, some, yeah. you have some questionable players as well. Gabe Montenegro, who's um, you know he's been here for a while, and I believe he has a, has a year of eligibility. But you know if he gets the shot, he's you know I would imagine that he would probably take the opportunity. But we don't know. He might come back. It's one of those things that I guess it's going to depend on how the draft plays out. And we were just speculating on this before the show, but I really don't know what the deal is with Ryan Ock. I mean, you would think he's getting to the point where he'd get some attention, but uh, we really don't know. So, well, I didn't realize that he was 21 years old until you brought that up, and uh, you know that's 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 the number, <laughs> and he's a lefty that throws mid 90s with a hammer. So, uh, those don't just grow on trees every day. He is coming off a little bit of surgery, uh, which might, you know. Uh, some teams might be a little bit more apprehensive than if he hadn't had surgery, but I mean, he's, he's, he's tall. He's got the long arms. He's all over the plate. He doesn't hit the backstop every other throw and he throws mid nineties. So, you know, you can do a regional when you strike out 11 of the 12 guys you face, uh, with basically two pitches that turns a lot of heads. So, um, you know, selfishly, I want them all back. It's it's possible that we could have every single person on the team back outside of Stanley and Powell. Yeah. And that, that would be crazy good. But, uh, you know, again, it's nice to have a program where we can have this issue. You know, this isn't happening in basketball right now. Uh, so at least we have players on the team that the professional teams are, are looking to draft and drafting high. And that's a good place to be as a program, but kind of a weird place to be as a as a diehard fan. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Um, you know, as far as other players on the team, really not sure who's coming or going. We got some I know we have a signing or two that could be an issue with the draft, but you know, all that remains to be seen. But for the most part, we've got a good core of players coming out. And there's always like when we get to the postseason, it seems like, especially as of late, there are always some pitchers that kind of uh come out and make a name for themselves. And I thought that Tanner Hall did that in the game the other night, uh, against Ole Miss. And, you know, he'll be somebody to watch for next season, for sure. No doubt. Yeah, well, Shane talked about it earlier, all the arms that we have coming back. And and even some arms that pitched a little bit this year that, you know, the, I mean, heck, we, uh, Gabe Shepard, right? What's going to happen with Gabe? Coming into the season, there, we we all thought that he's the best pitcher we had. <laughs> you know, he threw like three innings all year. So if he can get anything back, we've talked about Ramsey before. Um, you know, can, it, it, he's one of the best in the country. He's just got to, he's got to find it again, but you know, he can get there. We got the right guy running the, running the, running the program, uh, pitching wise to, uh, to get him back. And then all the other guys, man. Um, uh, uh, shoot. Well, okay. Well, Etheridge is coming back, right? Etheridge is back. Etheridge is just a freshman this year. He put up all kinds of numbers. Hurston Waldrop, that was a hundred miles an hour. Drew Boyd. Uh, Drew Boyd. As I think still a freshman somehow. Um, yeah, he's coming like back. Seventh year freshman. <laughs> yeah, dude's got like three master's degrees. Still a freshman. <laughs> yeah, Gilly's coming back. Uh, um, Justin Storm just got here this year. Uh, Dickerson. Dickerson. Hey man, don't uh, don't don't be hating on Dickerson. I'm not. I'm um, serious. The dude throws gas when he gets up there. They just got to develop him as a pitcher Weehunt? if they want to. Yeah, use Weehunt's him like another that. hard thrower. Just coming back, and who's the who's the guy that I'm missing? Oh, Tyler Stewart. Tyler Stewart might be one of the guys that I'm most excited about. Uh, this dude is imposing up there. He's kind of like Walker Powell, but he throws 100 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, uh, I remember when when Powell first got here, he was a good player, um, but he had to kind of learn the craft. And you talk about getting a master's degree, man. That dude's got a like a doctorate in pitching. Uh, he's been here for so long and just figured it out. He just didn't. You could do whatever you wanted to, and Walker was going to beat you. Ended up second all time on the school's win list. Right. Uh, so I, I would look for Tyler. I'm not saying Tyler's going to have those kind of numbers at the end of his career, but he is electric out there. So it's a it's a good it's a good problem to have when you have like several guys throwing mid to upper 90s that you can't find enough time to get them in the game. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little Southern Miss football. So we've had a few commitments since uh, in the past couple of weeks since our last show. A linebacker out of uh, Lafayette High School in Oxford, Mississippi, 
Mario Wilburn, 6'1", 215 pounds, also had an offer from South Alabama, so he is now a commitment to the Golden Eagles. Peyton McKinnon, a McKinnon, excuse me, a six foot eight, three hundred and ten pound all offensive tackle from the Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College in Perkinson had a laundry list of offers, including Maryland, Pittsburgh, ULL, uh, Middle Tennessee State, Nevada, among others. Uh, I believe he is will be ready to go for this fall. And then, um, I mean, forgive me if I butcher this. Um, Ilias Fuavai, a 6'3", 245-pound defensive lineman from Pensacola Catholic High School in Pensacola, Florida. He, uh, The word is that he absolutely showed out this weekend at uh, camp here at Southern Miss. He has ties to uh, the Samoan wrestling family, the uh, Anoa'i family. So his his uncle is Roman Reigns, um, WWE champion from time to time. Among others, the, the Wild Samoans. I mean, he has a, a huge lineage of uh, of Samoan wrestlers. In of his giant family. athletic dudes in his family. Of giant <laughs> athletic dudes in his family. Is, so. he the, uh, is he the edge rusher? Yes. Yes. Ooh, yeah. I remember reading about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, like nobody could touch him in camp. Yeah. So we're, so you know, hopefully, all, you know, I, I, McKinnon obviously has to stick since he's here or since he's about to be here. But uh, the others, hopefully they stick around for December. Yeah, we'd love to get him on campus. The football team is all the the football program, or the, excuse me, the alumni association is actually doing a Will Hall introductory tour, Southern Miss Unmasked, and it will be in various locations. These are the ones that I have right now. June 21st, they will be at Moe's Original Barbecue in Mobile, Alabama, from 5:30 to 7 p.m. June the 23rd, they will be at the Lake House in Mandeville, Louisiana, from 5:30 to 7 p.m. And then July 15th. They will be at the Jackson Country Club in Jackson, Mississippi from 5.30 to 7 p.m. And I will say this has been a totally different vibe since Will Hall has come on the campus. I actually was out eating dinner two weeks ago, and the coaches were all out to eat. And they were just – they were having a great time. They were having a lot of fun. There was just a good energy about everybody. And it kind of – you can kind of tell how it kind of spills over – into everything they do, the enthusiasm they have, the players they've been able to recruit. I mean, gosh, for us to have this many recruits committed in June is is pretty rare. So uh, real excited to, to see the product that Will Hall puts on the field this fall. I said this the other day in our text message group, and I, I believe this, and this is probably going to make some people mad because not everybody liked him for some reason, but uh, Will Hall uh, seems to me to be the Mississippi version of Larry Fedora. Just the energy he brings to the program, the energy around him. The, I mean, just a likable guy. Uh, it's uh, it's exciting times. I don't think he has the abs, but <laughs> whoa, hey Will, I'm I'm sure you listen because uh, it's the best Southern Miss podcast on the planet. But uh, I hear I, I heard a challenge. I think he's got the guns, but I don't know if he has. Okay, and maybe he does have the abs. He just doesn't oil them like Larry did. <laughs> that could key. be Larry. Larry knew how how much oil he needed and the exact angle where the light would glisten off of the sugar free Red Bull can and bounce off his abs. And 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 two, I'm not sure about you know Will Hall. I'm sure he uses deodorant. And <laughs> Larry didn't use deodorant. He had like a, he had some sort of issue uh, that like he didn't sweat or something, so he couldn't. But it's but it was too cool to sweat. If you don't have, you know, maybe the aluminum kind of, you know, adds more to your gutter. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know <laughs> the science. The of, aluminum and the deodorant goes yeah. straight to your abs. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. You know, I don't know. But but you're right. There is a there there is a buzz that reminds me of the Fedora days. Uh, and not that social is that big of a thing, but you know, even Will Hall jumped in on a Twitter thread that I was involved in today about the. Uh, the tour uh, going to wherever they're going on the North shore down there. And um, he jumped right in there and uh, said, he's going to sign a flag for sippy. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, like I say, it's not that big of a deal, but it's, 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 it's like a 2021 virtual high five, you know, from the head coach, all of a sudden jumping in the thread. So it was neat. Yeah. I was glad he did it. And um, it goes a long way. Seems like a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Some NFL news this week. It was announced today. 
by the Philadelphia Eagles that they are signing former Southern Miss quarterback Nick Mullins. So Nick Mullins used to be an Eagle. He's an Eagle again, just a different kind of Eagle, a green Eagle instead of a golden Eagle. Uh, he will be competing. Well, I would assume he would be competing for the backup position with Joe Flacco. He will be backing up Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. So congratulations to Nick on that. I kind of anticipated him um, maybe waiting it out to see if anybody got injured or anything like that. But that being said, that's a very interesting quarterback room to be a part of. I'm glad that he gets a shot. Um I didn't, uh, you know, I guess he's still coming along with the rehab. I mean, I don't know if he had to go throw or, or do anything like that, but it's, it's, it's an interesting room to be in, in that, in that Philly, uh, uh, quarterback room over there. Cause who's, who's their, isn't Jalen Hurts their starter? Jalen Hurts is their starter. Jalen Hurts okay. is their starter. And so, he'll get to throw to former Golden Eagle Quez Watkins. That's right. I didn't think about that. Hmm. I bet Quez really likes that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, some other Southern Miss NFL news, some bad news, unfortunately. Our former Golden Eagle, Tarverius Moore, suffered a season-ending torn Achilles in practice last week with the 49ers. So, uh, man, uh, wishing Tarverius nothing but the best. I mean, he had a, has a very promising career, so hopefully he can fully recover from that Achilles injury and be ready to go next season. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough injury for a, a position that runs as much as his. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he bounces back, man. It's 2021. Modern medicine can do amazing things. I'm, uh, guys, uh, an absolute warrior. Uh, I have full faith. He's going to bounce back. And not really any basketball news, but the basketball players were back on campus this week working out. And, uh, you know, as, as we mentioned a while back, uh, Tyler Stevenson was one of them. I would uh, enter the portal, but he is back with Southern Miss basketball. So with the additions, with the players coming back, Southern Miss basketball gets really interesting for the 2021-22 season. Got to make some shots. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's, kind of just it's I'm glad Tyler's back and and he's, you know, I ain't mad at you. (laughs) Right. Um, But but yeah, I mean, I think anybody that knows anything about uh, basketball in general, uh, that's. That's kind of the key is being able to make shots and coach can only put you in position uh, so many times where if you just missed it, keep missing open jumpers, then the other team's probably going to beat you. So, yeah, I uh, got to get these shooters on campus and, and our young guys we had last year. Uh, hopefully they grew up a little bit. And um, but, yeah, absolutely. B- big key getting Tyler back now. We just have to work on that shooting thing. Shane, we had uh, some happenings in track this past weekend. Why don't you bring us up to date on that? Yeah, we did. Uh, track finally wrapped up uh, its season with uh, we had one Golden Eagle that went on to participate in nationals up at uh, Oregon. Uh, beautiful complex they've got out there. But uh, three-time All-American Eric Richards wrapped up his high jump career. Uh, ended up this season tied 19th in the country. Uh, pretty amazing career from him. Two Conference USA high jump titles, 20 podium trips, 10 event titles, and the school record holder in the high jump. So, uh, Eric Richards, you're an absolute animal. Uh, we, we appreciate all you've done for the black and gold and are, are proud that you're a golden eagle. Uh, best of luck to you, buddy. All right. Do you guys have any shout outs this week? Uh, yeah, I do have some uh, shout outs. I wanted to give a shout out to the Fourth Street Bar. Um, I had a very good time there watching the baseball games. A good crowd. Um, you know, they cheer just as loud as they do uh, at the at the actual game. Um, I think just sitting right there at that upstairs bar. Um, so I wanted to give a shout out to Slade and those guys. Uh, shout out to Garrett Ramsey. He followed me back on Twitter. That's obviously going to be huge for his career. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the roost man and everybody that 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 makes the Pete special uh, from all the way you know down with Adams and and Zach and uh, and all those guys uh, to the corner of Mr. Donnie and just you know all the way around the roost is cool. I keep seeing all these cathedrals that they build and I'm watching the college baseball and that's really neat and everything but but the Pete just got something special and um and the last shout out that I wanted to give today is to uh was just as a reminder for everyone to if you're going to renew your eagle club membership the deadline is june the 30th 
and that is rapidly approaching. I'm one of those that has not renewed mine yet, but I will by the end of the month. So there is your PSA. All right. I want to give a shout out. Uh, my little brother, Tyler, turns 22 today. He um, just took the CPA this weekend, came down to visit me, and uh, we got to hang out a little bit. So happy birthday to Tyler. Shane, you got anybody? Uh I don't know their names, but the two ESPN announcers for the Oxford Regional were absolute gold. Those guys just entertained the hell out of me all weekend. And uh, I, I made a comment as such on Twitter, and a, a lot of people uh, definitely agreed with me. So uh, if you listen to those games uh, like I did through through the ESPNs, then uh, those guys provided a, a weekend full of entertainment to accompany good Eagle baseball. Yeah, they, they ran. They ran that one dude out. That's what oh, I mean. man, that was hilarious. That that roped Catherine in because Catherine, <laughs> look, Catherine loves going to baseball games at the Pete and, and was at them all the time when we lived in Hattiesburg. But she's not going to sit and watch one on TV with me. And she fell into that saga with that guy that just looked like he was hating life behind home plate. And she was like, well, now I can't leave. I got to wait to see if that guy comes back. <laughs> uh, those guys were gold. They were so funny. They worked well together. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who, who they were. Uh, I don't. But, man, the, the, they were funny. I, 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 don't, was, I don't think they were actually in the stadium. I think they were no, at their, they weren't. their houses. Yeah. Yeah, they were calling through uh, like teams or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was uh, good stuff. They they did a great job and and uh, they they were so good at when the camera would pan the crowd, just picking something to rag on Ole Miss, and uh, it was <laughs> it was funny. So I've got a comedy show this Friday night again. Do your do your uh, YouTube search. Take a look for Sean Patton. Make sure that he's somebody you want to check out. Sub City Comedy's first show of 2021, so we're excited about that. That's Sean Patton. You may have seen him on Comedy Central, Esquire's Best Bars in America. He's been on numerous late-night shows. He's going to be live at Brewski's in Hattiesburg this Friday night, June the 18th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets are $15 in advance. You can get them at uh, Brewski's ticket website, which we have links on all of Hub City Comedy's social media sites. 15 in advance or $20 at the door. It's going to be an amazing show. And I will tell you, we, uh, we have sold some tickets. We have not sold out, but, um, you know, we sold off that Nate Bargassi show in eight minutes. So I'm just saying, mm-hmm. go ahead and get your tickets. How many, <laughs> how many years in a row did Sean Patton win, uh, Hattiesburg's favorite comedian? He was pretty, I mean, it was, we quit counting after a while, but he has a pretty big following. Um, with with Hattie's Burgers, how how Jason feels about Nate, and and don't get me wrong, Nate is a hilarious guy. I kind of feel that way about Sean, which just goes to show that Jason is a more wholesome, well-rounded individual, <laughs> and I just like potty humor uh, because you definitely need to look up Sean before you go. But if if you're not an easily offended person and you can handle a little foul language, he's one of the funniest human beings that's on the planet. The man's made me cry multiple times uh, from laughter. Uh, highly recommend going to check him out. Yeah, he's, he's, from, he's, 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 he's a wild man up there. He's it, from, it, from New fact, Orleans. Like, go ahead. I mean to cut you off. Oh, well, I was, well, was going to say, like, if there's a guy you want to go play golf with, it's Nate. If there's a guy you want to go party <laughs> with, it's Sean. <laughs> yeah. And Sean, and that show he did a few years ago, Esquire's Best Bars in America, where he traveled around to the best bars in the country. Uh, thoroughly entertaining show, and you, yeah, you definitely would want to go hang out with Sean. Uh, from New Orleans, uh, originally lives in New York now, but uh, kind of has a little resemblance to Belushi a little bit. Yeah, um, absolutely. But it has uh, that kind of same kind of wild man energy. Yeah, same kind of wild man energy. So it's gonna be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm hosting. Looking forward to get back on, up on stage. So it's gonna be a great time. So to the listeners, as far as the show goes, so we are going to take a little bit of time off before football season. As we have been wont to do, we might sneak back in and throw out an episode or two, but we will definitely be back by August. And we've got some things in the works. Nothing major is going to change. But we have some changes that are going to take place with the show for the better. It's going to be a good time, so just hold tight. We have some stuff to look forward to. We have some stuff that is going to uh, benefit the listeners. So... Just uh, just be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a great time. So before we sign off here, I want to get you guys' thoughts on 
the 2021-22 year. I know we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but when you look at this past year, of course, you had COVID. But this was a year um, with a lot of disappointments. When you look back to the, the players that opted out during football season, and you know it falls apart in the first game. We lose our coach. You know we lose a lot of games that we probably could have won if if we had you know all hands on deck. Um, then basketball just slightly improved, but you know couldn't shoot the ball, couldn't get it going. Baseball had a, had a had a solid year. I mean, you know it's it's tough to be disappointed um, with how that turned out, but. You know, you didn't win a conference title that we're used to winning, and it kind of felt like we had, we were on the verge of hosting. Um, I'm kind of reaching right now because those are reaches, but I think – I guess my point is there's a lot to be optimistic about for the upcoming year. This is the most excited I've been about football in quite a while. And whoa, man, whoa, 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 you know, whoa. Well, yeah, but, and I still have tempered expectations, but I just, I mean, you can't help but get excited with Will Hall just going around doing what Will Hall does, you know, getting this all fired up. And, uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see what we look like. Um, I can temper my expectations once more after that very first game, but <laughs> up until then, I'm, I'm super excited. And there's just, there's, I don't know, man, there's a, there's a buzz going into, uh, going into the summertime. And, um, I, not positive the last time that I've felt that buzz. How long did it take, Jamie? Did did we mark it down when you <laughs> said that he wasn't going to get excited? I'm tempered. Right. I, I'm inching my way toward there, bump. <laughs> well, I, well I, I did go out and buy a brand new tailgate chair today. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. And another thing about football too, you know, we we have we have the beer now, and this year we will have the full capacity. So the the energy that you have back in the rock once once Will Hall can get a couple of games under his belt maybe like a Fedora I don't expect him to win the conference championship it wouldn't shock me if he did but it uh, it I certainly wouldn't wouldn't expect it given the circumstances with the new staff and, and everything um, but I think we're going to see some exciting football so being able to have that hundred percent capacity I'm not saying we're going to put a button every one of the seats but when you can get the rock to 30,000 people, it is an amazing atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Sure so, is. Um, absolutely. That's yeah. like the same. That's, that's like when you get 5,000 in RGC. You know? Yeah, definitely. Five or 6,000 in there. It's, it's, there's no problems whatsoever. Yeah, we mentioned this, and, and I, I don't know why I just thought of this uh, again, but we mentioned this talking to each other earlier that uh, it looks like we're going to have a new uh, equipment guy or associate AD for equipment in the athletic department uh, after Pat's been there for so long. But the reason I wanted to mention this guy is because I saw his tweet earlier saying that uh, you know he was excited to uh, get to the University of Southern Mississippi, but I clicked on his Twitter profile, and his header is the Run the Jewels logo. So I'm super pumped about this guy. <laughs> uh, this this is going to be an interesting change from Pat, because uh, I doubt Pat's ever listened to a Run the Jewels song in his life. Pat may surprise me. He may be a big Run the Jewels guy. But, uh, yeah, that was not what I expected. And uh, just a, a weird little thing I thought I'd throw out there. Pat, he's a big, like, fog hat guy. I can see that. Yeah, I'm just making that yeah. up. I don't know. I just said that. He yeah, and I have no idea what the Run the Jewels is. So, uh, they're they're a, a hip hop duo. Mm, yeah. Um. Uh. It, Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, yeah act, activist hip hop. Um. But they do really good stuff. Shane. Shane. Uh, Jason leaves his radio on the uh, gospel station just in case a baseball game breaks out. So, <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't want to put a, a vibe out there like I'm hip and cutting edge. That's one of the few uh, artists that has put music out after the year 2000 that I actually listened to. Um, I just happened to listen to them. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm old and nerdy. Well, and nerdy. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we mentioned the excitement with baseball next year, so I mean, I, it, it feels like we got a lot to a lot to look forward to for this next upcoming season. And really, ultimately, I mean, baseball is a lot of fun. Uh, when basketball is going, it's a lot of fun. But really, what carries the sports at Southern Miss is football. So when football is going great, it seems like everything else is going great. So hopefully, we can get back on that path 
this coming year. Well, guys, I hope you enjoy your break. Listeners, I hope you enjoy your break as well. Just be ready. Be hungry with an appetite for Southern Miss Athletics come August, and we will be back ready to rock and roll. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and as always, Southern Miss to the top. <laughs>